Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hello again, everybody. We are back hanging with these. This is episode number nine, and once again with the whole musical chairs we got going on, uh, we are back with Dylan today. What's up, everybody? You might want to get a little closer to the mic before you do okay. that. Um, so today we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, obviously, we've had some news breaking um, in all the major sports, and we're going to talk the NFL and the opt-outs. Um, we got a, our first big name that has tested positive. We're going to talk how Joey Bosa got paid. Um, in the MLB, we got some uh, Joe Kelly news. Um, more stuff coming out of Miami. Um, we got some NCAA news. A um, little bit more on hockey that we touched on the other day. I actually got a little more educated on how they're actually handling it. And then we're going to talk NFL Top 100 and then later on this evening, we're actually going to be recording our first Everything Steelers podcast. So for any of you Steeler fans out there that might be listening, that is going to be coming up later. But we will go ahead and kick it off with our NFL news. And we kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, the players are starting to opt out. And we've had a couple of big names. And New England is... I don't know what the hell is going on there, but they've gotten two defensive starters and a total of like what four or five guys so I thought far. It was like six. Is it six? I could be okay. wrong. But... Either way, that's I mean by far the most that any one team has um, come out and and said that they're not going to play. Um, the biggest name so far, though, in my opinion, that has dropped has been um, Damian Williams of the uh, Kansas Kansas City Chiefs, um, he is their starting running back. Yeah, I think you could have made a pretty good argument that he could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. I I was thinking he would get it. I personally felt he was. Yeah. I mean, he was the one that made the big plays. Yeah, Mahomes did all right, but, um, yeah, I agree with you. There was a very strong case that could have been made for for Damian Williams to be the, the MVP of that game for sure. Yeah, biggest player that dropped out of the Patriots without question is Dante Hightower, though. That's a big loss for them. Well, yeah, I mean, he is their, their basically their defensive Captain stopper, and, you yeah. know. I mean, he's the catch-all, and um, they also lost Patrick Chung, who is a solid safety. Yeah. Um, they lost, I believe, one of their – is it their guard or a tackle maybe? Um, uh, I think it was a guard. I could be wrong, though. Well, either way, he was – um, 
considered to be either going to be the starter or was at least going to compete for the starting job. Um, we also had, uh, there's a couple Browns players, uh, Nate Solder. Tackle for the Giants, that's yep. big. Yep, that he's one of their starters. Um, Devin Funches, a uh, wide receiver that signed with Green Bay in the offseason. I know has, him very well, Michigan has, guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. He has opted out. And the way the opt-out are working uh, in the NFL is if you have a, a medical reason, whether it be you have a underlying health condition or just might have had a child or your family has uh, underlying issues – that are considered high risk. The player is going to receive $350,000 for the season and they get an accrued season that goes towards their contract, their free agency, their uh, pension, all that stuff. If you do not have what they deem to be a valid medical reason to opt out, you can still not play, but you only get the, you only get 150,000 and you don't get the accrued season. Now, I, I don't know for certain if that means, as far as your contract goes, does do you have you read anything? Do you I have know? not read anything. Like, if I'm on a three-year contract and I opt out, am I still on three more years? Or I would assume so. I, I, mean, I mean, I think it should be that way. Yeah. I mean, um, Why should that, the team lose a year of services right. when you just decided you didn't want to play, which you should have the right to, but... That's not the team's fault either. Right, so. and I guess the other question I have, and I haven't seen this addressed, is how does that affect the salary cap, or does it even? Is uh, is it is the numbers, the contract numbers, basically written in stone? Or, I mean, for example, let's say I'm supposed to make, and I count, you know, seven million against the cap, but I opt out, and you're only paying me three hundred fifty thousand. Shouldn't shouldn't the team, you know, get a little salary? Yeah, I mean that would. Make I mean sense. they won't because then I mean you're gonna see teams encouraging people to opt out, right. like guys that they might have given a big contract a couple years to that don't perform anymore, and be like, hey, you know, uh, why don't you cut us a break here? But of course, who the hell is gonna miss out on their money? But so yeah, I I'm assuming that it does not affect the cap numbers. I think those are set in stone that what you count against the cap is what you count against the cap, regardless. Maybe they factor something in there where if a certain number of players apt opt out on one team that they can then have free up money to sign players. To I would, yeah, those bodies, I, mean, I would think you would almost have to like, well, with new England, you got, like you said, five or six guys. Um, uh, Marquise Goodwin is another semi big name Yeah, uh, for the Eagles. He's opted out. Michael Pierce defensive tackle for the Vikings has opted out. Uh, Goodwin was with the Niners last year. Yeah, yeah, that? he's a speed, one of the speed guys. He, you know, right. he's not going to catch eighty to a hundred balls, but he's he's that big play threat that just in fantasy he's he's going to kill you. Though it's the the week that you go up against him is the week where he catches four passes for three touchdowns and one hundred and eighty yards. Because um, feast or famine type player. Basically. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, we talked like I said Patrick Chung. Um, Kyle Pecco with the Broncos. Um, he's not a huge name, but he's a name that's, you know, kind of known. Stephen Guidry. Um, Who? 
Oh, never, that's not the guy I was thinking of. I was thinking it was that guy from Dallas, the wide receiver that kind of came out of nowhere last year, but that's not who I was referring to. Um, Andre Smith, who was expected – he was going to be a backup. He was a one-time first-round pick for the Bengals, uh, offensive tackle. Uh, Brandon Bolden, who uh, also a Patriot, who is not you – know, he's not an every-down kind of player. He's one of those Belichick guys that – Every year for like the last three years, there'll be a game where he, for whatever reason, Belichick game plans him in and he, he blows up. You're right. And, and then everybody, like if you're a fantasy player and I speak from experience because I picked this son of a bitch up a couple of years ago after he had one of those monster games thinking, oh, well, you know, here's their running back. Right. And I don't think he saw the field the rest of the year. It's just one of those guys that, you know, that, Belichick will see something and, and plug somebody in. They'll have a great game, and then they don't do shit the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, and then keeping with New England, they got Marcus Cannon, Danny Vitale, and Najee Toron. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, a lot of them were, like, backups, or some of them backups. But in Belichick's system, I mean, these guys typically get in the game at some point. Uh, he finds ways to get guys in. So it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots deal with that. Looking like they're the only team right now that's having this many people opt out anyway. And I believe they only have seven days to to decide whether they're going to play or not. So we're either going to see this list blow up here really soon or we've gotten through most of it. I still think there'll be a few. I, I don't really... I don't really see any big names, bigger names coming down the road. Do you, what do you think so? Uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, you can't rule it out. Uh, the Marlins outbreak has definitely changed things for a lot of guys. I can guarantee that. Um, and how couldn't it? I mean, it's right. kind of a similar situation to what NFL players are going to be dealing with. So if you see one team just, you know, spreads like wildfire, it kind of makes sense that some more players might opt out. Um, as far as bigger players, I don't know. I mean, it's they will be making a lot of money, so right. that's kind of hard to turn down. And, and like uh, I talked with Hunter the other day about, you know, these guys, not only do they make a conservative amount of money, but uh, for the most part, they're in pretty good shape. I yeah. mean, there are some guys that might have some issues um, that would influence their decision, but by and large, even you know, even the linemen, they're still um, cardio-wise in phenomenal shape, and you know, I don't see COVID really just ravaging them like it we've seen with normal people that have underlying issues. But uh, I guess time will tell on that. Um, camp did open. We're not what we're seeing right now, though, isn't the training camp that we're used to. Uh, basically today and, and yesterday they're just doing conditioning tests and a lot of COVID testing for the first few days. Then they start hitting the, the gym and, and the field for conditioning for, I want to say two and a half weeks to three weeks before they even start actual football activities. Damn. Just, I mean, yeah. It's like, it's coming up pretty quick. Is it not? Well, September, yes. I mean, Sept yeah, second week of second Thursday of September would be the uh, opener. So, but yeah, I mean, they're not. And the scene, and that was the other thing we talked about is these like quarterbacks are they're not going to get touched. 
Right. Until that first game, because you're not going to risk your quarterback to have him go through contact in, God, no. in camp. No. And with no preseason, again, you're not going to see how those young guys are going to do in a game situation either. So this season, if it goes forward, and I'm surely hoping it's going to, uh, it's going to be extremely different in comparison to uh, what we're accustomed to to seeing in football. I think, you know, like we, we said on here before, I think you're going to see some sloppy football for the first two to three yeah. weeks, if not longer. Um, so, it, yeah, these next four or five days will be uh, – we'll keep a close eye on to see if any other big names drop out. Um, uh, just looking across the board at the names that we have now, the, the team, in my opinion, that's hurt the most so far – on the defensive side, obviously, is going to be New England because they've lost two starters in, in Chung and Dante Hightower. And then on the offensive side, I think you got to go with KC because they lost their starting guard and their starting running back. And, you know, I don't remember. Didn't they sign a running back that's... Uh, they drafted one in the first round. Okay, LSU, yeah. So. Yeah, I knew they had somebody there. And... I don't know, maybe Damian Williams seen the writing on the wall, but, you know, it, it will still, you know, very rarely do rookie running backs unless it's one of those studs that you just know, you know, like an Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell or whatever is going to come out and produce. It's it's hard for them to acclimate to the NFL game that quickly, typically. So it might hurt them for a few weeks, but Mahomes still has – Plenty of weapons, and he is still Patrick Mahomes, so we'll see how it goes. Um, this is kind of random, but I thought of this the other day, and I've been meaning to ask you. I, I'm assuming fantasy football this year is just kind of eh, right? We can't really do it this year, can we? Uh, you know, I was going to actually kind of touch on that, is that how will that be if fantasy football is almost as big as, as the real football itself? I mean, you t- talk about how many people play it and everything. Yeah, I hadn't, you know, and, and what Dylan is referring to is that we're in a league together with Hunter and um, some other members of our family. And then, you know, we've had a 12 years running now we've had this league. Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> I am the current defending <laughs> champion, I would like to add, uh, mostly thanks to my man C-Mac. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll guess we'll have to take a poll and I, cause I'm not feeling it. I mean, how the hell would you do that? I mean, what do you mean? Well, you, well, I mean, injuries are bad enough in fantasy football, but you also are going to add a pandemic onto it. Like that's, it's going to have a mass. <laughs> how, mass how, yeah. I mean, how good are you at, at managing your lineups? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'll put a little feeler out on the, the page and see. Um, but yeah, the, Sorry, guys. I know you don't give a shit about our fantasy football league. But. Well, I mean, in general, I mean, this is the plight of every fantasy football. No, player it really is. I mean, yeah. What the hell do you do? I, you know, I haven't heard that brought up. I, just, that's why. I, honestly, I, I haven't either. I mean, I see articles and stuff, you know, on the the fantasy side of ESPN about you know who's going to be breakout and everything. But yeah, that's especially these guys that play in these big money leagues, like the, yeah. Are you willing to throw a thousand dollars into a fantasy football league in the middle of, like you said, with, with this pandemic, where literally at the drop of a hat, your star player could catch COVID exactly. and, and you're out? So yeah, that's definitely something 
that you need to think about. You know, it's one thing. I, you know what I could see it doing? What's that? Is instead of people paying in the the big money leagues that are continuous like ours. I think I knew you were going with this, but go ahead. Sure. FanDuel yes. and, and DraftKings, the the daily fantasy stuff where you put the money in and you pick, you know, who's available right then that day. You don't have to plan for a full season. You just go on there Sunday right. morning or whatever and, and and try and do it that way. But still, to me, those aren't I mean, they're kind of neat and there are just some really, really nerdy people yeah. that just get it's almost so not exactly. Right. It really isn't. I mean, the, the ESPN had a documentary on about you know they had these guys that just continuously win because they are so into mathematics and uh, yeah probabilities and all and this like, yeah the stats and I remember weather conditions. And, I like, mean these guys are. I mean it's almost like the Vegas you know odds makers that they literally know every single statistical category from one team against another team on, you know, depending on what day it is, how the weather is, what kind of field conditions. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, can you make some money on that stuff? Yeah. I mean, but are you going to make the big money? No, because that's where all the sharks are. Yeah. You know, the guys like us are the ones that are literally making those guys rich. Cause we get on there and we're like, Oh, I could probably put together a good lineup and maybe place and, you know, no, you can't because yeah. they're just the, the sharks are out there. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll probably go a little more in depth into the whole fantasy situation when we get closer to the season. Um, right now, like I said, I'm just kind of holding my breath that we have a season. Um, speaking of the whole COVID thing, one of the biggest names so far that has come out uh, is Lane Johnson for the Eagles offensive tackle. He has tested positive, so he's got a quarantine. Um you know, he misses the two weeks of the strength and conditioning. But uh, the people that I know personally that have had this, man, that's going to – I would hate to just get wiped out by this thing and then have to go in and try and get in a football shape. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, because you do – now, again, with them being athletes, I think they are going to be doing better than if it was one of us. But still – I would know, hope so. <laughs> yeah, but it's still – it's it's going to take its toll and it's going to be harder for them guys to get into game shape, especially on a, basically a shortened schedule because, you know, typically this time of year, these guys have had mini camps and OTAs and things of that nature. And, and they haven't had that this year. So it, yeah. it, like I said, it, we're going to see some interesting football the first few weeks. Yeah. Must've been just kind of a relief for Eagles fans in general to see the headline Lane Johnson tests positive and it's not for steroids. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then other big news in the NFL, Joey Bosa got paid five-year extension worth over $135 million with, I believe, 100 and some million guaranteed, 78 of which basically is guaranteed uh, at signing. So, that I mean, it's almost like a, a signing bonus. But that makes him now the NFL's highest paid defender or, def or maybe not defender, but defensive lineman or front seven, something like that. Because isn't there some Pass corners rusher? that could be it, too? Um, but I know that like Miles Garrett had that title for all of like seven days. And, and now Joey Bosa's here. And so that begs the question, 
and we'll definitely cover this in our uh, Steelers show, but JJ or not JJ, TJ Watt. Yeah. If you look at the statistics, TJ Watt has, I believe it's uh, 34 and a half sacks somewhere in there. And Joey Bosa is, he's either at 40 or 30 and a half. There's three guys, three guys between Garrett Bosa and, and TJ. One of them has five more sacks and one of them has five fewer sacks than, than TJ Watt in the same time frame. And now both of them are making what Miles Garrett was what 120 something million, that hundred almost 130 right. somewhere in there. I don't remember. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is, is that yeah, we're seeing the range right now that that TJ Watt is in, and I believe he is a free agent in two years. Or is it this year? Um, I think it's two years because yeah, Bud two. Dupree's got this year. And then TJ Watt is under contract this year and next year. But after this season, yeah, after this season is when typically a team is going to try and do the extension. Right. No, like they they did with with Dupree. Although Dupree, actually, he's he's only under contract because of the franchise tag. Yeah. They weren't going to sign him, and they didn't um, exercise his option because going into last season, they – Kind of thought they missed on him, but yeah, he, he seemed like a bust. He for sure. actually had a breakout year, and so he got franchise tagged. He's getting paid this year, uh, whether or not he carries on with that and turns it into something. But uh, going forward, that's that's going to be in the back of Omar Khan, Omar Khan's mind, who is the uh, the cap guru for the Steelers. Oh, um, I was like, to, who the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, if. if if Watt and Dupree have years like they had last year, I can't see paying them both as much as I would love to. And and like I said, we'll save that for the other show. But sure that, seems like pass rusher is going to be the next quarterback salary situation where whichever pass rusher signs most recently, he's the highest paid player. Yeah, and position. it's been like that way for for quite a while. I mean, corners, money, though, is yeah, corners are, are up there, too. But pass rushers are always, or at least have been lately, the the big money guys. They're the ones that, that you know, whether even a lineman or a linebacker, if you can get to the quarterback, you're going to get paid more than anybody else on the defense. I don't really agree with that so much, but that that's where we're at. And basically what it amounts to is that – TJ Watt, if he continues, and I see no reason why he wouldn't, because um, he's he's only gotten better every year so far. I, he's in line for a big, big raise, probably after the end of this season if he stays healthy. Yeah, and he's stayed healthy so far, which is, yeah, I mean, I mean he's had a couple nicks here and there, but nothing where he has missed considerable time. Yeah. Like look, look at his brother JJ. He's been hurt a lot unfortunately and he's still a great player it'd be nice to see hey what's happened what happens when someone has those genes and hopefully doesn't get injured that'd be kind of nice to see where he could be right you know five six years down the line all right well um moving forward we'll uh we'll jump over to the other side of football ncaa and it's funny, you know, Hunter and I were just talking two days ago about how we hadn't heard anything, and all lo and behold, all we had to do was talk about it, and we'd get something. 
Um, the ACC has basically decided that they're going to play an 11 game schedule and include Notre Dame in that. And they are not going to have divisions this season and they'll, they'll have a, uh, league championship game. And basically it's just going to be the top two teams in, you know, in the records will play in that championship. And again, that includes Notre Dame. They, I think they have 10 conference games that they're allowed to schedule. And then one non-conference game that has to be approved and they have to go through the, the medical rigors to make sure that they're okay. And it has to be in an ACC. It's either state or city, I believe is what it said. Um, so teams now that they're going to have to scramble if they don't already have that, that game on their schedule to make that happen. Um, also in the, uh, we've got Rutgers, the entire football team for Rutgers has to quarantine because a bunch of them went to a party and I believe now they're up to 15 positive tests. So they're basically telling the whole team they need to quarantine for two weeks um, the Penn State has eight positive tests, so it'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I'm still waiting to see what the SEC and the Big Twelve do, and what I'm seeing is is that the they're waiting to see what the NCAA is going to do. They have a meeting, I believe, for August fourth, but you know the. Teams are supposed to start reporting on August 7th. You don't have a lot of time to make these decisions. And I guess my biggest question is, we already know the Big Ten and the Pac-12 yeah, um, have, have decided to only play conference games. So are they going to schedule the 11 to 12 games of conference opponents? Or are they just going to play their conference schedules that were already set and and just kind of throw away the the non-conference games. I mean, I would think you would want to fill out as close to a full schedule as you could. I, mean, I, I agree, especially for the sake of... It, if you're again, already playing seven, why not play four, four more? more? Right. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree. And especially with uh, with the, the playoff system, you know, which, again, we don't even know if we're going to get that far. Yeah. But... How are these voters with the polls and everything, the rankings, how are they going to decide between, let's just say that the Big Ten plays just their conference games, which would be, like I said, seven or eight or however many it is, as opposed to an ACC team that's going to play a full 11-game schedule. And, you know, strength of schedule, strength of victory, things like that come into play when they're they're doing these polls, which decide – who the top teams are that go to the playoffs, you know, how is that going to affect your voting? And, you know, it's going to make for some interesting conversation. Uh, that, Yeah. But to me, that just means extra incentive to get to an 11 game schedule. If you're in the big 10 or pac 12, um, also more TV ad revenue, the gee, I'm sure those colleges would really hate that. I yeah. Mean, at this point, I think they almost, <laughs> they're going to have to do something like that. Maybe, if they can't get to the 11, that they at least need to target 10 to, you know, like you said, there, there's so many different ways that, that they can benefit from that, both in the polls, ad revenue, things of that nature. Um, but again, they've been so quiet. Like today was the first time that we really heard anything 
since we had the the day that it broke that both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were doing what they were doing. Um, and then along the lines of COVID, we've had our first college player has opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. It's the a cornerback by the name of Caleb Farley for Virginia Tech. Now, what is that going to do to his draft stock? Well, I know he's projected to be a first-rounder, so... Uh... I mean, I can't imagine it's going to help it, obviously. So there's how much is it going to lower him? I I don't know. I'm. It's going to be one of those things where if he opts out, he he's going to have to either kick ass in workouts next year, next offseason, or the combine because, it, you know, surely there's going to be players that, that play this year that increase their stock. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it goes up and down. Players are going to fall. Players are going to rise. So, I mean, it's kind of a he, – he's basically betting on himself to to stay where he's at. It could hurt him. It could help him. It's hard to say. But I guess my bigger question is, is what other players are going to follow suit? Like, if I'm the, the quarterback from Clemson mm-hmm. – Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I'm thinking long and hard about sitting this one out because at this point – what else could he do to help his case? I don't think he could at all. I mean, if he came out in the draft two years ago, he probably would have been the first overall pick. And, and even last year, he had yeah. a great year. I mean, take he didn't, in my opinion, I would he have taken him over Burrow if that was. The, yeah, he didn't fall off. Right. By by, you know, he couldn't come out after his first year, but last year, like, like I said, I don't think he fell off any. I, I think he's still top. I would at least five pick, if not higher, uh, depends on who's up there and who needs a quarterback. Sure. But I guess my, my point is in my opinion, anyway, I don't think he can improve his stock anymore other than maybe solidify that he is the best quarterback in college football. But we already know that he's probably one of, you know, I would say top three at least. Oh, in this year's class. Oh, he's, yeah. He's easily number one. Okay. I mean, and outside of injury, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is but, the point. Yeah, and that's kind of the point I'm getting at. What if he comes out and breaks his leg, tears an ACL, or just flat out shits the bed and has a horrible, horrible season, you know, and, and his stock just plummets? You know, that's got to be something in the back of your mind, like – well, yeah, I just mean, sit out and was it Nick is the one that plays for the Niners, right? Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Bosa plays for the Niners. Okay. Joey plays for San Diego. He played like four games his senior year and then, then he, yeah, he's got like, a minor um, injury and sh- shut, it, shut down, it down, which yeah. I can't blame him at all. I mean, didn't well, no, I mean, Wolverines against him as Buckeyes, unfortunately. But <laughs> still, though, I, yeah, I mean, I, can't begrudge anyone for doing that. It makes all the sense in the world to do that. Like why play one year where it's, I mean, the odds of something positive coming from it aren't nearly as high as, you know, potential for injury or, or even just getting sick. And then you have to set out two year, two weeks and then your body's a little weak. And then you put some bad film out there. Like, yeah, if I was him, I would probably shut it down even though I'm, sure college football fans don't want to hear that but yeah i mean look this is where we're at now yeah um this day and age with with everything that's going on with the pandemic and everything 
if I, like I said, if I'm one of those guys that I know that my draft stock has me in the top 10, right. I'm probably not going to play. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, just honestly injury or, you know, I, I just don't think I would risk it. I, I really don't. So it'll be interesting to see. Cause like I said, he's the first name that has really come out and said that he's not going to play. So that could be really interesting though. Like if I don't know what Clemson's backup quarterback situation is, but if you add, or even Ohio State, Justin Fields, I think is his name. One of those guys decide to sit out, and then their backup comes in and lights the world on fire. It's right. Like, well, fuck. Which is very possible. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that time and time again, where especially at these big schools that just run these five-star quarterbacks exactly, through yeah. the system like they're nothing. I mean, yeah. You'll have a five-star recruit that never starts it, in his entire yeah, career. Yeah, happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, quickly moving on to baseball. <laughs> did you, did you see, you saw the Joe Kelly thing, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, um, yeah. Fun. Joe Kelly is a pitcher for the Dodgers and they were playing against the Astros. And if you recall, that was, that was the matchup that the, when the Astros won the world series, which then it subsequently came out that they are big fat cheaters. So, yeah. so Joe Kelly, uh, obviously he took offense to that and he, uh, threw it. Well, I won't say he threw at his head, but he definitely gave him a little chin music. Uh, Korea, Car- is it Carlos Korea? Something like that. You can't ask me about yeah, baseball, Yeah, I need man. Hunter here for baseball talk. <laughs> um, and then he also threw behind Alex Bregman. Um, in the video, it looked to me like he hit him, but it doesn't say that he hit him, but it looked to me like he the hit him. The ball does hit the back of the wall. Right, so, but mean, even as you see the ball go over his back, it it literally looks like it creams off his back into the wall. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So, yeah, he throws a couple high pitches at uh, Korea, and and one of them was, like, really high and inside, super close. Well, then he strikes him out, and he literally, you can read his lips. He's a nice swing bitch and gives him the old pouty face, which... Again, if you're on Facebook or Twitter and you follow any kind of sporting sports accounts, you've seen it. It's already a meme and it's hilarious. The bench is clear and nobody, uh, nothing happened. Wasn't he the guy that I think he was at Arizona State a couple years ago that like struck a dude out and you can see his lips say "fuck you, bitch" and all that kind of stuff. He's he's pretty. I could he's see pretty that. recognizable because yeah. not many pitchers wear glasses. Yeah, it, that, that's very possible. Shits. I don't know for certain, yeah. but yeah, the, yeah, nice swing, bitch, is what he said. Yeah. So yeah, basically they all the benches cleared, but you know nothing happened. And again, in this pandemic world, it'll be interesting to see if any of these benches clear and and they there's contact because at that point. You're really risking things. I'm going to touch your bag after the game. Right. Yeah. I'm going to lick your, your locker handle. So yeah. Put your keys down my pants. So anyway, it was just kind of a funny moment, you know, and look, if you're, if you play for the Astros, you better get used to that because after all the, the news that came out with, with that organization, I got a feeling that they're going to get thrown at a lot in Uh, this baseball season. You know, they're not going to uh, – they've basically lost everybody's respect, and no matter what they say and deny it, it look, it happened. So good luck with that. Yeah. Um, uh, t- updating on the Marlins situation, another positive test has come out, so it has now brought the total number of their traveling squad slash coaches to 18. 
positive tests there. So again, like I touched on the other day, that's over a quarter of their roster, their current roster. And I guess on the bright side, the Marlins weren't really expected to uh, contend for a title, but still you don't want to see a, a whole team completely wiped out on the plus side. We have not seen any positives come out of Philly with the exception of one of the visiting uh, clubhouse attendants. Mm, that makes sense. So, yeah. I, now, that begs the question, did the attendant get it from one of the Marlins or did the Marlins get it from that attendant? Yeah. You know, I mean, but so far, nothing, no other positive tests have been reported, at least. Our, hold, hold on. Our team's going to start handing out like Corona comforters and whatnot. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the blankets, the SARS blankets. Exactly. Fucking South Park. Biological warfare. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at right now. Like I wouldn't trust anything a Patriots attendant gave me. No, there are players. There are big name players and I've already seen um, people talking about it. Some of the players won't even go into the, the clubhouse, whether it, even their own clubhouse. They will literally go to a hotel or whatever, shower and change, and, and walk out of the hotel and straight to the dugout. Like they won't even go down there just because it's a closed environment. And I, I can't say I blame them. Yeah, makes sense. You know, stay outside at least to where, you know, the virus doesn't have that many places to cling to. Right. And if something like this happens again, that's, that's where I think maybe is going to be their next step. Is that you, you know the the home teams can do that because it's only them in that clubhouse mm-hmm. and you can confine it to that. But visiting clubhouses, honestly, I think they should just shut it down now. Like you know, why risk it? Yeah, makes right. sense. You know, I mean, if you want to have a little meeting or whatever, go out into the outfield or somewhere away, but you know, it's just when you have teams, different teams in and out of these clubhouses every three days, you know, for a week straight week and a half, whatever, however long you have a homestand for. I mean, I I won't be surprised if we don't see that really soon where you're just not going to be allowed to use the, the, the visiting clubhouse. And, you know, you'll have to come up with somewhere to do like the trainers areas and stuff like that. But, Christ, you have a whole empty stadium. There's plenty of places yeah, you can no go and, and isolate um, a player with a trainer situation. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Um, what else did I have? Uh, I think that is about it on the current sports stuff. Do you have anything else? Uh, we... Nothing I can think of now. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we'll take a – Short break, and when we come back, we are going to talk NFL Top 100. Um, All of them are out except the Top 10. I was going to say. Which comes out tonight, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to speculate on where we think. We've got the names of the Top 10, but we don't know where they're at, so we're going to tell you where we're going to put them right after this. Stick around. Hanging with these will be right back after they drain the main vein. Now might be a good time to do that thing you've been putting off while listening to this godforsaken show. And we're back. Uh, breaking news before we get into this NFL Top 100 thing. Uh, Dylan just found this apparently last night. Good old Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, admitted what? To taking uh, Viagra before every NFL game. 
Wow. Viagra before every... I almost said steroids, but no, 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 not no. steroids, Viagra. Viagra. And uh, if you're not familiar with what Viagra does, it basically... <laughs> I think everyone knows. Well, I mean, yeah. They're fucking hard-on pills. They, yeah, yeah, I get that point, but it increases blood flow not just to the unit, but everywhere. So I, I could see there being... An advantage to that, yeah. Especially you're running around all over the place. Yeah, and cardio. I would assume. Like I said, the the guy on Twitter asked him why Viagra. He said, "Because how are you going to stop somebody running on three legs every Sunday?" <laughs> so there you have it. So there you go, gentlemen, uh, for your uh, recreational softball leagues. Just stop dropping, start dropping Viagra, and uh, you'll hit more dingers. <laughs> Yeah, different be, kind of yeah, male performance enhancer. Right, you'll be carrying an extra bat too. So, <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. So the NFL every year for the last I don't know five years, five or so. years or so, they come out with this show uh, that they take basically a week of programming up to do the top 100 players in the NFL, and of course it changes every year. Um, usually, you see the same guys around the same range, but. Um, this year there was actually quite a bit of movement and we're just going to, uh, we're going to cover what we think might be something we disagree with from numbers 100 through, uh, 10 or 11, I should say. And then we know the names they've released the names that are in the top 10, but they haven't released the order. So we're going to speculate or at least give you what our top 10 would be given out of those 10 names. We're not going to change any of them. Um, but real quick, um, m- m- the thing that stands out to me is, and, and yeah, this is going to be a little homerish. Cam Hayward for the Steelers was rated 84th when in the defensive lineman category, he scored in the top three in three or two of the three categories. And he is the only player that did that, yet he's still rated 84th and well below several other defensive linemen. Uh, what were. If you remember, what were the categories? Was it like tackles yeah, or I, I, double I, teams? Or yeah, I don't remember exactly God. what they were, but they're basically it's that grading system like they use for corners and uh, linebackers and things of that okay. nature. And and Cam Hayward was always graded, you know, up high to the point where, okay. like I said, he was top three. Um, other problems, or I guess not really problems, but one interesting thing I saw was we talked earlier about Joey Bosa and Miles Garrett now being two of the highest paid players in the NFL on the defensive side. Miles Garrett was all the way down to 80, and I don't know, maybe he would have been higher had he not tried to kill somebody on a football field. Yeah, assault with a deadly helmet. Right, and uh, Joey Bosa was 34. Um, so, I mean, that's more in line with, with somebody of, you know, that's considered to be one of the better pass rushers. Um, Todd Gurley took a giant plunge from 51 all the way, or I'm sorry, from five last year, all the way down to 51. Uh, So that, and rightfully so. I mean, he looked like just a shell of what he had been the previous two years. Um, Probably on his way out, I think is kind of the consensus. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's got some game left, but yeah. He's got a lot of mileage, a lot know. of injuries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's just some heavy mileage on those legs. Uh, Saquon Barkley being 31, in my opinion, is a little on the low side. I, I fully expected him to be in the top 20. Um, 
but again, it's not a huge drop from where I would have put him. Um, and then I still Richard Sherman at twenty eight to me. Is, that seemed a bit high to me too. That's high. Um, he's not what he used to be, and like we talked about, uh, I think when we were talking about the Madden ratings, he's a zone corner guy. He's not that every every down cover the best receiver type. So I just think twenty eight's a little high for me. Uh, what were some ones that stood out to you? Um, most of the things I noticed were with quarterbacks. Um, I didn't like him coming out in the draft and I still don't think he's very good. And I kind of felt vindicated in the playoffs this year. Um, Josh Allen at 87 seems very high to me. Um, he can win you games obviously with that style play. Um, yeah. being able to run around the added dimension, I get that, but I mean, to me, I don't see him as being, I'm sure they well they didn't exactly rank him as an elite quarterback, but I don't see him being above average. I think he's a decent NFL starter, in my opinion. Um, his arm is unbelievable. I mean, he can throw it a mile, but right. And, and I mean, accuracy, he can scramble. Yeah, but his accuracy's been very inconsistent. I just, especially after that playoff game, I was shocked to see him that high at 87. Um, Another reason why I was shocked to see him that high is because this next guy wasn't on the list at all. And I've got two other guys, I guess I, I want to talk about too, that I don't think, I don't see how you make an argument that these guys are better than this player I'm about to mention. Carson Wentz wasn't on the list at all. And he was as high, wasn't he like fifth a couple years ago? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I think two years ago when I, yeah, the year was, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was, he was very top, high. top 10 the, the year that they won it. Yeah, well, because, I mean, he would have won MVP. Or a year after, I guess I should say, oh. the, the off season. Right, right. Because, I mean, he probably would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt in the second to last right. game that year. So. Yeah. I was shocked that he didn't make it. Um, I mean, he basically put the Eagles offense on his back and drug that team to the playoffs. I get he got hurt again and didn't finish the playoff game, but still, I, that team really shouldn't have been in the playoffs. So the fact right. that he got no, in there I is agree. pretty amazing. I, I um, next one, I think that this is people getting excited about the story of a player, which I think is a cool story, but Ryan Tannehill at 68. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't think. I mean, he didn't start until week six or eight yeah. or something like that, somewhere in there. And he played well, but yeah, look what he... happened when they got to the playoffs. He, yeah, he did not. Hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah, he didn't strike me as a player You know that, that should be. You know, and again, uh, Homerism coming out. Um, there's no way in hell you can convince me that Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill are better than Ben Roethlisberger if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy. Right. You know, and, and I get it. That's Ben's not going to be on the list because he didn't play last year. But come see me at the end of the year if Ben stays healthy. Let's talk stat lines because I guarantee you his are going to be better than. Both of those quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think I liked the move from Tennessee re-signing Tanhill. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know what you got with the guy. You know, he's not super expensive. Well, they he's had to gonna... do something. I mean, they're a playoff-caliber team, um, and Mariota has shown that he's probably not the guy. Oh, yeah, no, definitely so not. So you've got to do something. you you got to keep that team together. You've got a stud running back. You've got a solid defense, uh, a young receiver core that, that might – break out so yeah you want to keep continuity yeah and like i said he's a he's a decent starting quarterback he's not horrible i would put him kind of in the same grade as josh allen um next one 
I think this guy's way too high. Dak Prescott at 46. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if you want to put him in the top 100, okay, sure, fine. But you can put him in at like 70, 80 range. 46 yeah. Yeah, seems 46 way too high, high for me. For me. Yep. We've talked before about that head-to-head matchup between Dak and Wentz and playoff. You're kind of turning into a Carson Wentz apologist here. Like you're, you're the Skip Bayless for Carson Wentz. I, he's really good. I really <laughs> like the guy. I mean, he gets hurt a lot, but when he's on the field, he's fucking great. So I just, I think he's treated unfairly. That's all. Um, next one, I'm sure you you definitely want to get into this. Um, how the runner up to defensive player of the years on was what? 25th was his ranking. Yeah. TJ Watt. Yep. Yeah. I I do think it's a little low, but looking at the list, you can't put him too much higher, right? You know, um, I do. I, I it's funny to me that he's twenty fifth, and then you got Bosa and Miles Garrett thirty fourth and eightieth, and what they're getting paid. So going back to that discussion we had earlier, um, all it does is it makes me even more mad about the Madden ratings, yeah. You know, because he's the 25th best player in the NFL, but yet he's, I don't think he's in the top 50 in the Madden ratings. I mean, I think he's the 10th rated outside linebacker in Madden, but yet he's the 25th best player in the whole yeah. NFL, according to these people. So that's my only big thing with that. Um, again, I don't think he could go much higher than that. Um, but yeah, I would not necessarily argue against him being in the top 20. All right. Um, did you have anything else? Nope. Ready to go on these top 10. Not, not Minka? You don't want to talk about Minka? No. I, I mean, 35 for Minka, it, it's fair. I mean, there really aren't. I know Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams was only 33, I believe. Yeah. Um. So it's not like there were any names that are safeties or whatever Um. that are higher than him that, that really enraged me. I know Earl Thomas is way below um, Jamal Adams is only two spots above. Uh, so yeah, again, it just makes me mad about the Madden ratings, okay. you know, because Earl Thomas is w- much higher than Mika Fitzpatrick on Madden and Earl Thomas is in like the fifties, I think in this top 100. Um, and who's the other safety that I had the big Matthew. Tyron yeah. Tyron Matthew is lower than Mika Fitzpatrick. Er, yeah. I think he's lower than Mika. I think he was like 39, something like that. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I I think he could be rated higher, but given the, the way the other names fell on the list, I don't have a huge problem with it, kind of like with TJ. Okay. So, all right. So we know who the top 10 names are. We just don't know in what order. And basically, we sat down separately and just wrote out our top 10, and we'll, uh, we'll try and blow through these fairly quickly. Um, for me, my number 10 is George Kittle. I, I, I don't even know how the hell you can put a tight end in the top 10 players in the the NFL. I mean, is he good? Yes. Maybe even great in, in the aspect of tight end. But to me, I don't see them affecting the games nearly as much as some of these other players. Um, but yeah, in my list, he's 10. There, there's no question for me. Okay. Um, I have him a little bit higher. Uh, ten for me is Michael Thomas. I uh, see. Yeah, we're we're way off on these. Okay. Um, um biggest consideration for me is I kind of thought of it 
I tried to at least a little bit on my list take into account what's around them, I guess, a little bit. Um, I mean, Michael Thomas does have Drew Brees throwing him the ball. I mean, that is a massive factor. Um, there's another wide receiver on this list. I have the other wide receiver much higher than Michael Thomas. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. He's a beast, but I just, when I was, every time I'd hit a number and I'm like, okay, what name goes next? Michael Thomas jet just kept getting pushed back. So right, there you go. Enough. Um, number nine for me was Stefan Gilmore. Um, again, he's supposed to be the best corner in the league. I don't, I, is he one of, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't personally feel like he's the best. I do. Okay. Well, that's where we disagree. There we go. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think he's up there, but if I had my pick, I would probably go with somebody else, but that's why I have him at number nine. Right. Uh, number nine for me um, is Derrick Henry. Okay. Yeah, I think he's... Well, and you have it at number nine. I have Derrick Henry at number eight. So okay. The, um, we're in basically the same ballpark yeah. there. Um, I, I, I don't think Derrick Henry necessarily should be in the top ten. Stud, absolute stud, power back, no doubt. But is is he one of the best ten players in the NFL? I don't think so. The reason I put him at nine and his placement for me, I think, is because I thought of, okay, why is he on the top ten? And the reason he's on the top ten is the reason why he's near the edge of the top ten, which is the way last season ended and his playoff performances were amazing. But for sure. the rest of the year, he was a really good running back. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I just so, don't see him top ten quality. Yeah, you know? that's he's that's why he's on sort of the borderline for me. And honestly, I might you could even if I thought about it, I end up flipping Henry and Thomas. But and who did you have for eight? Means how mine was eight there. was George Kittle. Okay, that's. Um, I mean, that you're still in the same range. If you'd have had him top five, we might have been fighting. Yeah, I mean, I completely disagree with what you said about the tight ends as far as they don't affect the game. I mean... No, I, I'm not saying they don't affect the game, but... Or don't affect it enough to warrant the... Yeah, I mean... They're not the... Typically, they're not the 100-catch, 15-touchdown guys. Kittle's great. Don't get me wrong. He is... I would still probably in a perfect environment and no, no injuries or whatever. I'm probably still going to take Travis Kelsey. I can't get mad at you. you. Know? I mean, to me, they're pretty interchangeable, honestly. Yeah. I guess Kittle, you'd get less douchiness, which I think would be nice. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, my number seven and, and yeah, call me a hater or bias or whatever, but my number seven is, Probably going to be significantly higher when the show comes on the air tonight, but my number seven is Lamar Jackson. Me too. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, there's three three quarterbacks on this list. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. You cannot, in this or any other world, tell me that Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than either one of those two. Quarterback. Not athlete. Quarterback. NFL player. No, he's not better than Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. He's my number seven. Yeah, completely agree. Um, he's not as, I don't think, I don't think he's in the same, 
don't want to say the same league because that's not true, but they're not. He's not quite in the same tier as Mahomes and Wilson. Right. I mean, those guys are so well rounded. Like, like we talked about in the Madden ratings, I don't think Lamar Jackson's a top five NFL quarterback athlete. Again, yeah, I, I'd fully concede that, but not the top five quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. So um, seven, Russell Wilson for me. Ooh. Okay. Or not seven, six. Six, I have Russell. All right. Um, I have him higher. Which I mean, I'm a big I, fan of Russell Wilson. I could I could move him up, but yeah, that I've got him at six. Uh, great quarterback. He he brings a little bit of everything. Smart. Um, he can make plays with his feet, and he can sit there and pick apart a defense, which is the big difference between him and Lamar Jackson. Good leader. Um, yeah, too. excellent leader. He's gets to bang Sierra. I mean. <laughs> I don't know how that would, you know, affect his ranking. I well, mean, you know, if he wasn't, would he be? Look, you know, he named his team? his kid, his son, Win. <laughs> w I N. I should drop him down to ten. Just okay, Win. Yeah. Really? Win. Anyway, so, I thought who's... white people had a monopoly on ridiculous names, but. Um, <laughs> You're number six. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say about Wilson if. You gave me the choice to take any player in the league, and Mahomes is already off the board. I'm taking Russell Wilson, probably. So, there you go. I can see that. Anyway, number six for me is Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore. Um, I do think he's the best corner in the league. I mean, I think he's pretty much fucking locked down as it is in the league right now. I don't – I mean, there are other great ones too, but I I think he's fucking awesome. Um who was the corner that you said you would rather have other than him? Jalen Ramsey and uh, Patrick Peterson are the two that I really like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a massive gap between him and those two, personally. So, But, yeah, I think Gilmore, uh, he's the only corner on the list, so I, I think he's fucking great. Um, who you got next? Uh, my number five is DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, me too. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a guy that is, I mean, he had a decent quarterback, but Deshaun couldn't stay healthy. But yeah, those for the last couple of years, yes, he had a good quarterback. But think of all the things that DeAndre Hopkins did with shitty quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to argue that he's not the best wide receiver in the league. You know, at the very least, he's in the discussion, and obviously so because he's in the top ten, top one hundred. And I mean, the man is a stud, and it'll be interesting to see what he does now in Arizona with Kyler Murray and with the crafty old vet on the other side, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he could really, if if Kyler Murray improves on what he did last year, and they they somehow find a running game. Um, Arizona could make some noise this year. They definitely could, um, especially with that air raid offense too. Yeah. Like if if we had a fantasy football season this year, he would definitely be my keeper because he's going to get a lot of passes thrown his way. Uh, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, like I said he's on my list too, and that that's the difference between him and Thomas for me. What you said earlier about the quarterbacks that they played with, Michael Thomas has always had Drew Brees, DeAndre Hopkins had. Case Keenum and Brock Osweiler and uh, fair point, fair point. Some of these um, other guys. So my number four is Aaron Donald. I have him higher. Uh, I mean, 
is he one of maybe the best defensive player in the league? Probably the best defensive lineman in the league. Um, yeah, but I, I can't put him above these other three guys in my list for the simple fact that he doesn't impact as many plays as the three guys that I have left. Is he great? Yeah. I mean, he's a friggin' stud. He's going to blow up some offensive lines. But, I again, I can't in good conscience put him above these other three. I will retort to that later. All right. Who do you have as number four? Uh, who do I have number four? Number four for me is Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I I, I kind of figured I'd get that reaction considering yeah, yeah, he's yeah. your personal Jesus right now. Winning your fancy football. <laughs> yes, C-Mac, like, my boy. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, again, to say you're in the top four, it's not really a knock. I mean, you're obviously a bad motherfucker, and he basically was their offense last year. I get that, but um, I don't know why I'm excusing this. Yeah, he's the he's the fourth best player in the league. That's really goddamn good. He's a badass. So. Okay. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. My third was Michael Thomas. Oh, wow. We had a very big gap between us. Yeah, but, I mean, Christ, how many catches did he have? 150? I'm sure. It's, I mean, what, I don't whatever it is, it's ridiculous. I mean, the, the man catches everything. And, like I said, I mean, you put up those kinds of numbers. I don't give a shit who your quarterback is. There's been some great quarterbacks in the league that have played with some great wide receivers, and... No, none of those receivers put up the kind of numbers that that he did. I mean, I don't like. I said, do I expect him to maintain this kind of ranking? No, but based on what he did last year, he's number three for me. Okay, yeah, number three for me is Russell Wilson, and I can't really argue with that um, too much. I had him at six, obviously, but yeah, I. I I don't have a whole lot to say against that. Really a lot, you know, there's a lot of these guys that you could swap in and out and make good cases for. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a huge problem with that. Right, yeah. The gap gaps between these players are pretty small. I mean, borderline non-existent, so it's kind of yeah. hard to argue one thing or yep. the other. Yep. Uh, number two for me, C-Mac. Yeah, again. I, I mean, the man, he's literally a stud runner and a stud receiver. 100 catches or close to it and over 1,000 yards. I mean, the man, there's nothing he can't do. Except, I mean, even in short yardage, he can burn you to the corner. Is he going to power through on a goal line situation? No. I did see him go over the top a few times, but he's just so versatile. Um you know, he he blew it up last year, and yeah, he carried me to my fantasy championship, so I'm giving him a little extra love on that, but I truly believe that he's the best running back in the NFL right now, bar none. I mean, he just he, he does it all. He's a, the true every-down type player. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. You know, so, and your two, obviously, has to be Aaron Donald. Yeah. 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 I'm th- The amount of times he gets triple-teamed, triple-teamed in a game is fucking amazing uh, and, and yeah yeah that that's gonna I affect guess, the game a little bit i mean if you I, need, I get that but i still i can't you're taking 11 on 11 game and making well, it he was number one wasn't it the last two years 
I think I know last was, year he was two. Was he Mahomes two? Was one? I'm pretty sure. Well, and then, but he was number one. Then the year before, I remember reading in the article that sure. he's been rated number one. Yeah, and I get it, but like I said, it almost has to be an offensive player, and it almost has to be a, a quarterback because they touch the ball every single offensive play. And when a quarterback has a year like Patrick Mahomes had and does the things that Patrick Mahomes does, you you have to put him number one, in my opinion. I did. I know. I know. I'm. Not, <laughs> I'm just saying, as opposed to like Aaron Donald, right? Okay. I personally don't feel like a defensive lineman should ever be considered the best NFL player in the league, just because of. I mean, they do one thing, then that's you know, play defense, so, tack, tackle the guy. Whereas a guy, I know he wasn't a D lineman, but Lawrence Taylor was never the best player in the NFL. Yeah, but uh, see, you can't even speak on that because you weren't even fucking alive when well, Lawrence still. Taylor played. But uh, that was a different breed, though. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm. Well, uh, okay. I'll I put understand. I'll put it this way. Back then, mm-hmm. we didn't have the kind of athletes that you see in the NFL today. Mm-hmm. You know, you really didn't. Lawrence Taylor was a freak show. Like he was the first real like outside linebacker that was everything speed power agility i mean he was a freak of nature and obviously so you know just ask joe theisman right and and he yeah he was just that that what we thought was a once in a lifetime player but now you know players are coming out they're bigger stronger faster and so yeah lawrence taylor was a different breed i just don't think aaron donald is that yeah me. no he's not Lawrence Taylor and, and again that, but... I know you're neither one of us are putting him at number one but that's just my my personal opinion on it I don't think he's despite the fact that he has had great years and he has you know dominated his position I can't put him at number one I mean Patrick Mahomes until he, he gets knocked off I don't see him going anywhere unless C-Mac I mean I could see C-Mac being number one on this list if he has another year like he had last year Maybe. So, could be. We'll see. Uh, Mahomes, though, I mean, do you really even need to work to make a case there? I mean, no, I, I don't. Second year as a starter, one Super I Bowl, will, first year as a starter, one MVP, highest paid player in the league, face I, of the I league. don't see any way, shape, or form that Patrick Mahomes does not come away tonight as their number one. Oh, yeah, he has yeah, to. Be. I mean, I yeah, mean, I just don't see it. What if. I mean,. Lamar Jackson did one MVP though. What if what? What if, I mean, Lamar what if Jackson number one? did win MVP. I I don't care. I know. I, I yeah. I'm just saying, like it's let's not let's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, but there's just no way that he should be number one. If he's number one, uh, I won't do anything. But uh, they'll get a strongly worded letter. <laughs> I'll cry and bitch about it. Yep, yep. You will hear me. That'll be a segment on our next show is me bitching about Lamar Jackson, me rated number one, because he's, I'm telling you. I kind of want it to happen now. <laughs> I want to I, see the rant. I think Lamar Jackson is is due for a rude awakening here fairly soon. These defensive coordinators are going to figure out that he can't read a defense, and I just, I think things are, I think he's going to be closer to a, 
a Tyrod Taylor type where, you know, he, you think he's going to drop off no, completely. Okay. That huh? was, no, that was bad. Um, uh, I wouldn't even say Michael Vick, but I don't see him. I, I see him trending more towards Michael Vick than I see him trending towards Patrick Mahomes. I'll just say that. Okay. No. Will he be a solid quarterback? Good athlete? Yeah. But again, like, like RG three, let him take a bad hit and just twist one of those legs into a pretzel and we'll see what kind of quarterback he is. You know, we'll see. So just going to break in right here. A few hours later, Lamar Jackson was in fact named number one. And I just simply can't believe that uh, the players that voted on this actually put him above Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. I'll save the rest of my rant for the next show, but uh, we're going to cut right back to it and basically end it. We'll see you next time. So, uh, well, we have already uh, gone fairly long. We're going to wrap it up. I will save my uh, my next stripper story for our next episode. We're going to wrap this up and uh, get ready, and we're going to bring you our first Everything Steelers show coming up. Uh, that'll probably drop here in the next day or two, and this one will be available to you. Should be listening to it by Thursday. Well, if you're listening to it, you already know. Yeah, yeah you already <laughs> know. That's pretty stupid, I know. It's the only thing about doing these things is like you think you're talking live to an audience, but yeah, you're not. So when you say shit like that, they're like already listening. It's not just sounds stupid. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, follow us on the interwebs, good old facebook.com slash Eldonzo D's and give us some comments, some shares, likes, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on Hanging with D's. Dylan, see ya. Later. Mm-hmm.